Well, I have to start out by saying that uh, it wasn't a good day yesterday for the color red, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I can only imagine how Kurt was feeling yesterday when Oklahoma was defeated, and I won't say the score. It was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. And then my Ohio State lost, uh, not too by much, but not too bad, but they, they did okay. I was very, it was a good game, yeah, very good game. Um, <clears throat> and then, you're not going to like me after this, but I just realized last week that the Ducks are in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. What was, I, I don't know, how did I miss that? It's okay, they won't win. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. But I'm going to be rooting for that team. Uh, that's the first, right? That's... Awesome, awesome. So we're going to root for the Ducks, and hopefully they'll win that championship. So everybody made it through Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Yes, ma'am? Awesome. Oh, by the way, I, I just want to thank the praise and worship team. They've done a marvelous job. Let's give them a hand. So, uh, you still have your Christmas lights up and all your decorations? Yeah. Yeah. So, what, February time frame they'll come down? March, June. March, June. Good good for you. Uh, For me, well, uh, before I start, I'm Jeff, by the way. I'm one of your elders. Those that don't know me, um, uh, Kurt is uh, away with family, and we're in between, um, you know, services, and, and, and I, I was honored to, to take uh, today and, and preach um, on resolutions, and um, we're in between sermon uh, series, so um, it's, it's an honor to be up here in front of all of you today. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> for me, in the last five weeks, I was ringing the bell for the Salvation Army, so that was... A lot, of, a lot of activities that I did uh, along with my family. And um, I'll, I'll tell you, every day I went home here in Bales. <laughs> so, but it's a humbling experience. That organization is a really great organization. So I encourage you, if you want to volunteer for Bell Ringing next year, yeah, just talk to them. So that was mine. So now that Christmas has passed and we're leading up to the new year, okay, um, I'm sure you all starting to get asked the same question. What, what is the new year going to hold for me? What goals or what resolutions do you have? Okay. Um, for me, let me, let me just say something. I'm not an expert at this. Okay. I don't think we're, I know, some of you might be good at goal setting and resolutions. I'm just going to say, I'm not an expert at this. I, I, I work hard on this, and I try my best to set goals for myself, but I'm, near, I'm not even near perfect on this. So I'm, the, the research that I've, I've come up with today is going to help all of us. It's going to help us get through the year. And some of the information I'm going to give to you, please take that information and use it next year. Set your goals and, and proceed with a new year um, with optimism and, and 
hope and, and just trust in the Lord that doors were opened for you. Life will be better for you, okay? So I'm here to present this information, but I'm here also to learn and to grow with you, okay? Now, um, <clears throat> how many typically make resolutions every year? Let's see, hands. Okay. There's some of you. Okay. What do you think the top 10 resolutions are for 2020 are? What do you think the number one is? <laughs> Lose weight is number three for next year. Number one, number one is diet and eat healthier. Okay? So if you diet and eat healthier, that weight will proceed with it, right? Number two is exercise more. You know, exercise to feel better, not just because you want to lose weight, just exercise to feel better. And then, uh, and then lose weight. And then number four is save more and spend less. Is that a common? Okay. All right. What about learn a new skill or a hobby? That's number five. Yeah. Number six is quit smoking. Yeah, number seven is read more. So books, read. Number eight is find another job. (laughs) As you know, and some of you don't, I'm unemployed. I've been unemployed since October. I was with Fred Meyer for 21 years, and uh, now I'm in that process of setting goals, looking at my core values and networking. And, um, you know, the hardest thing about my situation right now is patience. What God has for me, the patience that, man, that's the rough, that's the toughest thing for me, being patient for what God has for me in the future. So I've set my goals. I've set what I need to do. Do I need to reach out to three or more people a week in my network? Do I refine my resume? There's those, all, those goals set that, that motion for you. Number nine is drink less alcohol. Number 10 is spend more time with family and friends. These are all great resolutions. Uh, and typically all of them are, but let's be honest. How many of you set resolutions and then a couple weeks later or a month later, they just go down? Yeah, they just go down. <laughs> um, you just forget about them and you just give up. Uh, that's kind of a, a natural thing for us to do. And it's, it, it's, it's when you need an accountability partner to keep you going, you know. You know, your wife, your spouse, your friend. Um, now, setting goals is important because it gives us our focus. It gives us our focus for the year. And it gives us um, an idea where we want to be spiritually or where we need to be uh, at, at our, our peak. And if we set those goals, we will uh, have a direction, kind of a... Um, a set pattern of what we need to follow for the year, okay? I do want to apologize that um, I did have slides today, but unfortunately, I just don't listen to Jim very well, and um, they they didn't upload. So um, bear with me. If you're taking notes, I have some good information here when I proceed through um, the sermon. Um, So remember, it's easy to what we hope to accomplish, but it's reality we need to think about who we are. To say it another way, you should always define who you want to be before deciding what you want to do, okay? 
you should always define who you want to be before deciding what you want to do. You got to define yourself before deciding what you want to do. When you do this, you begin to get a better grasp of who you are, the true self, the person formed by God. In your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 1. Verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. If you set goals without evaluating and defining who you are, how do you know that what you are doing is leading you toward who you want to be? Okay? Again, setting goals is good. I used to ignore um, this when people told me I should set them, but I've realized that unless I have a singular narrowed focus on an end goal, I tend to be all over the place. I, I just, you know, your goal is to set your path straight, and sometimes you can veer from that path. So what I'd like to do is give you two simple strategies or steps to help you understand who you are and what uh, to be so you can set goals for yourself in 2020 and beyond, okay? So let's look at the first step. Write down a personal mission statement for yourself. Write down a personal mission statement for yourself. Now, you might think that this is silly. You might think that this is, oh, this is, this is not too comfortable, okay? But write a mission statement for yourself, okay? Given a personal mission statement allows you to focus ultimately on what you want to accomplish because of who you are. It gives you a larger purpose in what you're hoping to do with your life, because it gives you an end goal and rather than simply measuring a stick. In other words, your personal mission statement, more or less, is how you want people to know you. Maybe it's what you want to put on your tombstone. Now, a great example of this is Dutch Bros. They have a mission statement. Um, and those that drink coffee, do you know on their website it claims that coffee is what we do, but it's not who we are? Okay? And you can see that in their culture. When you don't define who you are, your goals are typically determined by your own desires instead. Okay? Your goals are set, and if you don't follow that goal, your human desires kick in. And then that's when you go astray, or that's when you stray the, the path. It can lead a life that is chasing the wrong things. It can lead to an empty life, what was spent living only for yourself. There's a lot of examples out there of individuals that don't set goals, but in other words, are lost. Maybe it's the worldly possessions. It's not spiritual, but worldly. They're lost. They're, they're veered from the path. 
Some chase wealth or fame. They wanted to be known by what they could accomplish or acquire, or maybe for certain talents alone. Let's see what, let's talk about what Jesus has something to say about people like this. So turn to Mark 8. Mark 8, verse 34. The way of a cross. When he called the crowd to him alone with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Jesus claims that in order to be his true disciple, a true follower of him, we have to deny ourselves. What Jesus means is there isn't that we should live a life of self-denied or denial or self-discipline, but rather it means we should renounce our claims to ourselves, our desires, our ambitions, our personal goals, and submit to Christ fully. It means we find our identity in him. And when you find your identity in Jesus, it allows you to see the end goal, which is what? Eternal life. That's the purpose of our mission statement, or a mission statement. A mission statement purpose is to help guide everything you do for your end goal. What's Redwood Christian Church mission statement? It's right here. Right here in our bulletin, guys. It is to bring Jesus to Grant's Pass. And if you look at the top of our mission statement, it says helping people say yes to their next step with Jesus. We have a mission statement. That is our goal, right there. And that's why we print this on the bulletin, to remind us what our mission statement is and what our goal is here at Redwood Christian Church. So what does this mean? It means that um, any time we decide to do something from the sermons that Kurt preaches to the songs we sing to what we do during a course of a week. Everything we do is to help people say yes to Jesus. If it doesn't intentionally help push someone towards their next step, what do we do? We just, we, we pray about it and we look for God's direction. As Christians, both as individuals and as a church, you already have a mission statement to learn on. Jesus gave it to us. And it's called, what is it called, folks? Absolutely, the Great Commission. So turn to Matthew 28. As Christians, this is our uh, mission statement. 
all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Often we apply this to church as a whole and with good reason. A church mission statement should be based on the Great Commission. Okay? Um, but personal mission, like, let's look, look at a personal mission statement. Aren't, it isn't something that's new either. The Apostle Paul himself had one. Um, if you have your Bibles, Acts 20. <clears throat> Paul's personal mission statement, and you can find that in verse 24, chapter 20, verse 24. However, I have considered my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. It's an awesome scripture. For Paul, his entire life and ministry was focused solely on finishing his race, his walk with God, following and serving God, and on um, completing the job, telling people about the grace of God. Now, I also believe that God has a personal mission for individuals, not just organizations. How about... How about you? Do you have your mission statement, your personal mission statement? Have you ever considered God created you with a personal mission? How do you know? How do you know that God has created you with a personal mission statement? If you turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. God has created a mission statement for you. Verse 10, chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He came to live in you so he could love you, and live through you to fulfill his purpose for your life. <clears throat> Some time ago, I was challenged myself to uh, come up with a personal mission statement. And mine is to love Jesus, to be the best that I can be and do, and to love my family. Um, I don't try to overcomplicate it. Um, but it's something that I, I follow. Uh, I work stronger with focus on sticking closer to the Great Commission more than anything else in my life. And, um, and for my own personal walk with Jesus, I'll, I'll do a better job following Jesus, God's plans. Um, in Proverbs 19, verse 21, many are the plans in the person's heart, but it is the Lord's pur- purpose that prevails. Having a personal mission statement will keep you focused and help guide you to your end goal in life. Now, we talked about our step one, is to write down a personal mission statement for yourself. Okay? 
Here's step two. For those who are taking notes, step two is helping you understand yourself and your identity in God. Okay? It's helping you understand yourself and your identity in God. Write down some personal core values. Values in which people would say about you. Okay, if it was your funeral, what would people say about you? What are your core values? If your mission statement points you toward your end goal, your personal core values will act like a guardrail, keeps you on track with your um, mission statement. Personal values are what people want to say about you at your, at your funeral, okay? What they say about you, the person, your character. Your core values say not only what you want to do, but how you want to do it. You'll remember when Kurt preached a sermon series back in a few months ago on our core values as church called Adverbs. And along with our mission statement at Redwood Christian Church, we've also have listed Redwood's core values. We relentlessly pursue a deeper transforming relationship with God. We generally practice authenticity in our worship. We passionately love our neighbors. We eagerly serve others. We actively participate in the community. So that's how we're going to get people to say yes to Christ. So we have our mission statement and we have our core values. So we believe if we do these six things and keep them in mind, we will have no problem fulfilling our mission and continuing to be more and more, uh, bringing more and more people to Christ if we follow these, um, these core values. We can apply this in your own personal lives as well. When I was in the military, I followed seven core values. And for those that are veterans, we'll understand what these core values are. There were seven core values that as a soldier we followed in the military. And to this date, I kind of follow those same core values. The first core value is loyalty. Second is duty. Third is respect. Fourth is selfless service. Five is honor. Six is integrity. And seven is personal courage. So as soldiers, those are the seven values or core values that we followed. Loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, personal courage. And to this date, I still I follow these. But having these values in place, I'm able to set goals and resolutions. If you will, and remain focused on the ultimate end goal of trying to imitate Christ and to help as many people as I can take their next step with Jesus, I will. Will you? So we talked about two steps. In order to create a goal, a mission statement, or a resolution, first step is to write down a personal mission statement for yourself. 
second is to write down some personal core values of yourself. Now, as 2020 rolls around, I'll sit down and list some, some goals for myself. I already have set some goals for what I want to do for 2020. Um, I will do my best to follow them and identify the core values that I need for that mission statement and continue down that path as much as I want or can. I want to continue to push myself and, um, but having that mission statement will keep me on that path. Uh, I have a purpose and I'll intentionally go along with my to-do list, okay? Now, so here's my challenge, okay? Today, as 2019 comes to a close and 2020 rolls around in just a few days from now, take a moment and define who you are. Define who you are. When you determine who you want to be, it'll be easier to determine what you want to do. If you don't, you risk living a life only based on your own worldly desires. Learn how to deny yourself. Find yourself in Christ and live for him. So that's my challenge for you. Write your mission statement. Come up with your core values of what you want. Now, as we go into the year 2020, I want everybody to think, what can I do differently? Okay? Is it a relationship? Your spouse? Your marriage? Is it a job? Finding a job? What you can do or represent Christ in your job? Is it to become healthier? I'm not saying that a lot of people have failed that resolution when they started, some have been very successful in setting a mission statement, setting a resolution to diet, to lose weight. That is possible. That's very possible. So whatever it is, folks, my challenge to you is always to keep Christ-centered. Keep Christ-centered in your goal, your mission statement, and in your family. And I guarantee you, those doors will open. I guarantee you, you will meet that mission statement. I guarantee you that you will accomplish that goal in life and continue the path that God wants you to continue. It's not going to be easy. We can all work on relationships, our marriage, our work relationships. But if we keep Christ-centered, things will get better. You know that Christ is always going to be there in your heart. And he will always, he will never fail you. Okay? So that is my challenge to you. So I'm praying for you. I'm hoping the best for you. And if you want to share your mission statement with me, go ahead. I'll be happy to listen to you. Okay? All right, let's end in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for today. We just thank you for the opportunity that we can come 
and listen to what you have to say. Thank you for opening our hearts to your word. And Father, thank you for the guidance, the goals that you've set for us. Help us in this upcoming year to be better, to follow you, and to accomplish your will. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for who you represent in our lives. Amen.